Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour One Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Yeah. Welcome. Good afternoon here on a Thursday. Busy day when uh, one of the biggest names, if not the biggest in college football, left to go to the pros. Is that a familiar story? We'll get to that and much, much more. Let's start with some headlines, and yes, I was referring to him, Jim Harbaugh. He's gone, won a national championship, and took off. It's been a while since that's happened. Do you remember when? It has happened before. He's the new Chargers coach, and we should know in a couple of days that Sharon Moore will be the new coach of Michigan. Pete Thamel will join us on that subject in just a few minutes. Also, John Bacon. Amanda Krisovich will join us as well to get the analysis. And hey, there is a basketball game tonight that everybody is already talking about. Andrea Carter will join us from Baton Rouge on that front. So why don't we uh, grab some phone calls here, and uh, we'll talk about the Harbaugh thing in a few minutes, and you can give us a ring right now at 855-242-7285. Big night in basketball last night, Auburn uh, Losing at Alabama, many people thought it would be the other way around. Uh, not uh, too much else happening on a uh, Thursday, and we begin with Bob in Ohio. Hello, Bob. Hello, Paul. First-time caller. Mm-hmm. I see you held up the paper there about uh, the Wolverine, that coach up north. He probably went to the pros because you think he – I think he – Dodge, because he's going to get um, that team up north is going to get violations. Do you think they'll NCAA still go through it, or do you think it might yeah, not? I think the NCAA will still come in. Uh, they were pretty close to uh, the very the first part of the of the deal, and not not the second part, which was the uh, Connor Stallions deal. But I don't think I think his departure will make it easier for Michigan, and, and that's why I, I said. Somewhere today, I thought it was a relief for Michigan uh, for him to be gone. I mean, he was a he was a good coach, but it was just so much chaos uh, that always seemed to to follow him around. Uh, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate it. Tom is up next. Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, sir. I enjoy your show immensely. Well, thank you um, very much. You know, this uh, this old thing sounds like what happened with Pete Carroll and USC. Yes. Pete Carroll left. USC to go become a coach at uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks. And then two weeks later, the whole athletic department was hit with violations and everything else. And to me, it sounds the same thing. He's, he's taking yeah, you, taking you know who paid down. for that? Uh, Lane Kiffin paid for that when he took over because uh, he was always yeah, behind the, uh, the eight ball and, and then Sarkeesian came in. Yeah, but what I'm saying, though, is you can't tell me that it doesn't sound like, okay, time to 
time to head out with us. Oh no, to, no! Listen, uh, Harbaugh took the money and, and ran. Uh, I mean, that's easy to say. That's easy to come up with. So you know, that's why I get you know frustrated with some of these guys because it's just like they act like they quote the Bible and everything else. Then they sit there and and then they sit there and uh, they're get the whole uh, school gets. Oh no, you're right. I, I was on with uh, Stephen A. and somebody earlier today, and uh, I, I mean, I, I I joked with them. I thought. Uh, I thought Harbaugh had been uh, appointed uh, pope to replace Francis because with all the uh, laudatory comments, I mean, the guy uh, was nearly fired, and ultimately he did win the title, but he almost got fired because he wasn't winning. And, and, and yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't exactly know but what he a- did. Uh, I, I know his, his uh, stubbornness uh, cost Michigan on the first allegations, and his is looking the other way probably cost will cost them on the second. Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it. Pete Thamel joining us. We'll talk to uh, Pete about whether there was ever really a possibility of, of Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan. He certainly uh, played that out. Uh, Pete, good afternoon. Thanks so much for being here. So take us through, uh, did it, was it ever close that he was going to stay, or do you think he was always gone? There, there weren't a lot of signs, Paul, that, that he had a strong interest in, uh, in, in staying. Uh, Michigan certainly went through a lot of gymnastics to let everybody know that they wanted to make him the highest-paid coach in college football. Um, Ward Manny went so far as to put that in the, in the statement. I think there was a, like, a lot of appeasing of the fan base to let them know that effort was made. But uh, I just think if you look at how – Static Michigan's roster has been since the season ended. Um, it just doesn't seem like they were, you know, they, there was like a full throttle charge ahead for this next iteration. Jim Harbaugh was focused on going to the NFL. He did multiple uh, head coach interviews and ultimately landed at the Chargers, which I think was the place that most people suspected uh, all along. Um, you know, he did not get NFL jobs in the last two cycles. So, you know, there was certainly a ch- that would have been the chance. It would have been a fallback, essentially, the way the approach happened for him to uh, for him to end up at back at Michigan. But this is Ward Manuel after the athletic director of Michigan after the national title game, basically acknowledged like, I understand why NFL teams want Jim. And if he does leave, we'll be sad, but we wish him good luck. There was a there, there's been a sense that uh, of resignation, I guess, about Harbaugh's departure since uh, since that title win and uh, the expected became official yesterday. Pete, uh, the nation became pretty familiar with uh, Sharon Moore. Couldn't help but be familiar with him because he coached six games as the head coach. Uh, is there is there anything that would keep him from getting the job, or is this a fait accompli? Uh, I, I think it's it's he's the prohibitive favorite Paul and it's, it's trending in that direction and, and, you know, continues to move in that direction today. And I think probably most importantly, there's really no other directions that I've been able to tell that Michigan has looked at since Jim Harbaugh left. So it seems like we're headed there. Uh, Sharon Moore was obviously the coach for the final three big 10 games during the big 10 uh, issued suspension and uh, coach one game earlier in the year, I believe against UNLV uh, when member Michigan split all those up. So he's, He's a, f- a familiar face, and I think before last season, Paul, and, and a, a big key to uh, to him pushing forward and, and likely getting this job is that they they had the Joe Moore Award-winning offensive line for the best offensive line in the country the last two years, and that's really been the identity that Michigan has built this championship runaround with obviously three consecutive CFP appearances. Um, 
it has been built up front. Um, and, and look, they pushed around Alabama in uh, in a lot of ways in that uh, in that Rose Bowl game that you and I were standing there on the sideline. There's some creativity to run, that run game, but there's also a, a bedrock and I think most importantly an identity that Sharon Moore can carry on after Jim Harbaugh leaves. And, and, and Pete, you have to wonder if, if Michigan hasn't gone to school on Alabama. What I mean by that is the, the mass exodus of, of players. Some of them have been retained, but a, a lot of uh, talent out, out the door. And if, if anyone other than Sharon Moore got that job, you would likely see the same thing, would you not? There would certainly be risk, Paul. Um, now, again, we're at, we're at a part in the, the academic calendar. I know people snicker at that, where they're, you know, they're, they're back to school and uh, in classes, I believe, uh, started there this week. So it's, it's a little bit trickier, but there, there would certainly be some risk on Michigan's part if they did not pick Sharon Moore to lose, uh, you know, to lose some significant contributors to the, uh, to the NCAA transfer portal. It's an interesting dichotomy talent-wise right now at, at Michigan, Paul. They lose, I believe, 17 starters uh, from that uh, from that title team uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, depending on formations and who starts what. But uh, I think what's probably most interesting is that they have four guys who, you know, right off Jump Street will be projected as first round or top 50 guys in the NFL draft. Two defensive tackles, Grant and Graham. Will Johnson is likely the best corner in the country uh, returning next season, and Colston Loveland. Uh, projects as the top tight end in the country next year. So after that, you know, there are a few other good players, including Donovan Edwards, the tailback who tore it up in the title game. There, there, there's a drop just because they, you know, there aren't guys who played a ton of snaps after them. But that, those high, high, high end guys are what Michigan is really, you know, uh, wanting to protect. And that they would be at the, the most risk. I'm not saying they want to leave, but they would certainly have the most opportunity to leave. Um, just because there, uh, there obviously aren't a lot of elite defensive tackles roaming the earth, and the other guys are pretty rare at skill positions. So there, there would certainly be a be a market for them, and, th- and that's one of the many reasons why. And, and Ward Manuel himself said it in a statement. Uh, he expects to act quickly and try to keep the uh, staff together and, and team together. So again, all signs pointing that way, and uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting new Michigan pushing forward. Pete, before you go, I'd like to ask you about Ryan Day in, in Ohio State because. Certainly, the, everything at, in Columbus is affected, and likewise uh, w- with them in, in, in Ann Arbor. But but Ryan Day, who who had a pretty brutal end to the season, uh, has certainly won the month of January uh, with with so many players coming in. Just your thoughts on on first of all how they've been able to do it, what if anything has changed, and, and what their prospects look like for the fall. Yeah, I think there's been an, an interesting confluence in, in Columbus, Paul. I think there's uh, some modernization uh, with, with Gene Smith out the door. I think there's some desperation with three straight losses to Michigan. And I think there's some, as much as the portal guys have been impressive, Paul, and obviously, you know, Caleb Downs, Will Howard, uh, Julian Sayan, Quinshawn Judkins, there's plenty of those. I, I think what's really the, the most important thing for Ohio State pushing forward is the amount of really high-end guys who returned, who if you had asked me in mid-October, I probably would have said that they're, you know, the, the NFL expects them to go. They expected guard Donovan Jackson to go. They expected wide receiver Emeka Egbuka to go. They expected tailback Travion Henderson to go, uh, both defensive ends, uh, Sawyer and Tui, Tui Lomoao. Um, 
were expected to go, as was Denzel Burke, who really had a nice uh, true junior season. Those were draft-eligible guys who the NFL was writing up as prospects, and all those guys are coming back. So they really have a, uh, a significant, and I think an experienced talent war chest there, um, you know, that, that they, they show they are certainly not going to, uh, you know, they, there, is a, there is an institutional and collective, uh, not, not the, an actual collective, like the, the, the group who funds uh, athletes, uh, effort there, to, to you know, make sure that three-game losing streak doesn't turn into a four-game losing streak. And uh, I would think, Reese Davis and I talked about this on Game Day Podcast this week, I would think the debate of who's number one next year will be Georgia or Ohio State. And uh, you, can, you can pick who you want. I'd probably take the Bulldogs at this point. But Ohio State, certainly, it's, uh, it's an eye-popping collection of talent down there. And you, you, you alluded to Gene Smith. Uh, I'm curious, uh, because we haven't had a chance to really talk much about it with all the chaos, uh, about your thoughts on Ross Bjork making that move, Ole Miss to A&M, now to Ohio State. Certainly, uh, maybe somebody saw that one coming, but not too many people down here. Yeah, it, it, was, certainly, uh, it was certainly a surprising move, if only because uh, Bjork's situation at Texas A&M was a little bit tenuous in the wake of you know his part in – the you know what what's going to be remembered as the worst contract extension in the history of college sports and uh there was obviously the ham-handed pursuit of mark stoops that was uh that was clumsily executed there so uh it was a uh yeah it was a, it was an interesting escape hatch for for bjork to to end up in columbus paul and uh i think from an ohio state perspective the the way i viewed it was almost like a pure capitalism play they wanted to go distinctly away from the Gene Smith tree and away from the things had been done. And they wanted to be modernized and they wanted, you know, someone who would lead the charge in fundraising and collective raising. And certainly you could argue how A&M spent their collective money, but no one would argue that they spent it and raised it and had it available and were at the forefront of that. So I think that was uh, institutionally the shift from Gene Smith, who was fairly conservative in that space. And, you know, a lot of that emerged during the, late part of his tenure to, to, to Ross Bjork, who, uh, you know, has been a ringleader in that space. Great stuff from Pete Thamel. Many, many thanks, Pete. Always good to catch up. Uh, Pete Thamel joining us from ESPN on the big news of yesterday and certainly all day today. Jim Harbaugh leaving college football, probably for good. We'll take a break. Your phone calls around the corner and we are coming right back. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. HIMSS provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, 
brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I mean, welcome back. We're glad you're all here. And this is a story out of the uh, out of uh, NFL world. The former LSU wide receiver Keishon Butte has been issued a, an arrest warrant in an online gambling investigation. He is alleged to have placed just 8,900 wagers while underage, including at least six on LSU football. No, uh, no word yet whether Daryl was his bookie uh, from New Orleans. <laughs> I, I, just re- I just read the script. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just a newsman here. John is up next. Good afternoon. Hey, Hello, John. This is John from Alabama. First yes, time caller. How you doing? We are doing great. Thank you. Thanks for answering my call. I have a two-part question for you, please. First, I would like to know, do you think that the NIL had something to do, more to do with Nick Saban leaving than um, he lead on to believe because we both know uh, before the season even got going, he, he, he was kind of against the NIL in so many ways because he said if it's not done right, we could have problems such as we do. And how do you truly feel about the NIL? John, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, haven't talked to Nick Saban about this, but I'm willing to bet that he had some utterly bizarre inter- encounters, whether he was flying out to Pasadena for the game uh, or his final day in, uh, in Tuscaloosa having to deal with either players or players' parents. I think he finally said, you know what, I, I don't need this anymore. Uh, right, I can right. enjoy my life. I can make money on TV. I can make speeches. I can be on corporate boards. Uh, I'm tired of dealing with all of this. You know, NIL was a good idea at the beginning, like a lot of things, and uh, now it's it is completely a, out of control. Hey, thank you very much for your call. It was good to hear from you. Let's check in uh, with Jeremy in Louisiana. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, how's the NCAA going to view this stuff with uh, seven, uh, Keishon Butte down at LSU? 
Well, I'm not sure really where they where the NCAA fits into this. Uh, I mean, they have certain certain requirements, but uh, I, I don't know enough about it. I mean, I know it's pretty it's pretty pervasive, but but ultimately, uh, I, I think it's more of a uh, law enforcement issue than an NCAA issue. You don't think there'll be any games to be uh, forfeited or anything like that? Uh, as as of this hour, I don't know enough about it to offer that opinion. I wonder if the uh, games he was betting on were the Florida State games. Uh, we will find out soon enough. Because he definitely didn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't think uh, it, it took. It, I think it I think it ended a year ago. Uh, so I, I don't think that uh, maybe the previous Florida State game. Uh, Zach is in Louisiana. Hello, Zach. What's going on, Paul? Hey there. Just want to start out by saying, free K. Sean, he ain't do nothing. And uh, other than that, Paul, I just want to talk. Uh, how do you feel about Ohio State, Paul? Well, I think uh, they've won the off season so far. Uh, they took, uh, they've taken great I'm players from like everyone. In general, like in, in general, in general as a program, like I know you, uh, you tend to shoot some uh, trash talk at them. Well, I, well, I mean, listen, there, Ohio State on on its worst day is one of the three best programs in the country. I just feel like I just feel like a lot of the mem- the people that listen to this show don't uh don't really know. I, I think Paul, I think you're an Ohio State fan, Paul, because you, you know you, you tend to trash talk them on the show a lot. But some of us know that you're a you're a pretty much a weekly guest on the fan. Well, that's true. Uh, that's, I mean, listen, it's pretty hard to deny something when you're on the public airwaves. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I'm just I. I so are you an Ohio State fan, Paul? I am. Uh, I grew up uh, with a Woody uh, Hayes uh, bobblehead above my head. I just had to know, Paul. Yeah. Well, you know now. I'm uh, I'm Buckeye born and Buckeye, and I'll be Buckeye dead one day. Uh, thanks for the call. <laughs> Bash is up next. Hash, brother Paul. What's going on, brother? Good to hear from you again. And that was a, a fun day yesterday. I might say that was one of my my best calls, but that's in the past, and I'm looking forward to greater calls in the future. And, Paul, I was reminded, though, yesterday, the thing that I love more than when Alabama beats Auburn, more than any individual player, team, or sport, do you know what that is, Paul? I don't know, but I, I bet you'll tell me. It's keeping receipts. All those Auburn fans that kept talking all that trash this whole week saying we're going to beat that ass and how A.J. was saying that was the worst bashing he'd ever seen. Well, clearly he didn't watch the game last night and watched his team get bashed up and down the court. I mean, it wasn't even like they were playing basketball. It was like they were playing basketball. Okay, that wasn't that was bad, but I just threw that out there. Now, Paul, there's one more receipt that I need to keep, and that's to you, sir. You remember a few days ago you said, and I quote, nobody cares about the women's college basketball team in Boulder, Colorado, correct? That is correct, and I feel the same way. Uh, so thanks for not bringing it up. Uh, Marty is up. This guy, I mean, can he ever just, like, make a point? He's got to learn. We don't care about yesterday. Is it a new day? Marty is up next. Hey, Marty. Hey, how you doing, Paul? Uh, first time caller. I like your show sometimes. Sometimes I don't. 
<laughs> but that's just your personal. Uh, by the way, Marty, uh, I feel um, the same way. Uh, awesome. And I always like it uh, more thing, after bash hangs first thing up. Is about FSU. Okay. Everybody's bashing them because they say that we whined about wanting to get in, to get in. We did, and my point is we got snubbed. And then when the players decided to not play, which was a big, you know, thumbs down to the uh, NCAA, the NCAA decided to punish us by pulling out all these, uh, you know, they took money for this or that and that, which every other college does. Every other college is doing that right now. They wanted to make a statement. They did it. That's fine. We get it. Next year is our revenge tour. If you look at some of the players that we've already taken from Alabama, four or five stars, and other organizations, Mike Norvell is a genius. The guy goes and gets four and five star players for certain positions and just replugs them in. All I'm saying is we're coming back, and you know what? Start looking at other schools. If you want to punish us, that's one thing. That's fine. Everybody's doing it. The NCAA was mad because our players bailed on the game, and they lost money. It's all about the money, Paul. That's all I got to say. Well, we appreciate you saying it. Thank you very, very much. Billy D is up next. Hello, Billy. Billy, you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I sure can. You sound great. Can you hear me now? Uh, hang on. You there? Yes, Paul? we're still here. Uh, sorry, man. I'm sorry. I had to get in my car and put you on speakerphone. Wonderful. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I was calling uh, that one guy asking if you were an Iowa State fan, Ohio State fan. I mean, aren't you every college team's fan? Yeah, I mean, the one thing uh, people don't understand uh, – when you when you do what we do here, uh, you're interested in the game, and yeah, I mean, deep down, uh, do you, are there games you care more about? But most of the time, we we're still here the next day, uh, and <laughs> I, I know that sounds like we don't care. We do care, but we're not we're not as emotionally involved. I I, I said this a million times, and I'll say it right here: we care about whatever the most compelling story is. Good point. Much like the one that's going on right now at LSU and all that other stuff. Well, yeah, but, uh, the, but you know, whether Ohio State wins or not, it's my life doesn't change. I'm here. And, and my other my other point was the caller before him was talking about the old NIL and whether or not that was what drove uh, saving out. And, uh, you know, I, I honestly believe this, the, the real straw that broke the back was the, um, the whole portal thing. I mean, you just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's out of whack. It's and nobody's yeah, doing right. anything about it. See, people get confused. NIL is not the problem. And NIL is managed to a degree, except, I mean, I mean, there, the, what goes on inside the poor, uh, inside the NIL is, is 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 shocking. I was talking to a person today who's in the middle of it, and the, uh, I mean, the debauchery, the uh, breaking of fairly standard laws, uh, is, but. But the portal is where the action is. Uh, you can make money on NIL, but in the portal, you can just absolutely make a killing. And that's exactly, I mean, what Ohio, what Ohio State is doing right now is, 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 is mind boggling. Uh, but they decided to get serious. And uh, it's hard to do this because at some point, if you're a, a booster of whatever school you support, you get tired of giving money. Uh, there's, uh, I mean, we all uh, there's 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 a limit to how much you can give. 
Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. We're back with much more after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back to the show that never ends. Oh, when I saw that story a couple of hours ago about uh, Butte, I wondered what uh, our resident uh, LSU uh, reporter would say. Didn't you, Randy? Let's let's see what the mouth of New Orleans has to offer about this. Dwayne? Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, let's get down, Paul. I'm on my way to Baton Rouge right now. Get what I'm in. I'm in my, hey, I'm in my 2022 RST, Silverado, black on black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Everything, hey, everything touch stream in here. I got the, I got the 17-inch in here. I got the Toyo, hey, hey, my truck lift up two inches. I got the Toyo tires. I got the black snowflakes on. All my windows tinted. Hey, I'm blacked out. I'm going, I'm going to meet some friends at Mike Anderson right now. Uh, Dwayne, that is fan. What, what about what about the Butte situation? Have you any, any thoughts on that? Who? Kayshawn Butte came out today that he was uh, being. A, it's alleged that he he placed eight thousand nine hundred bets. Dwayne, I'm trying to understand hey, what you, hey, what did he just say? Hey, 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 hey. hey. I feel like I'm listening to uh, no. Drops of Jupiter by Train. No, if you remember, when he got in that bowl game, at a shoot, you know, you remember he said he was coming back? You remember he said he was coming back for another year? And then he canceled it? Yeah, I really don't remember anything about that. Yeah, in the ball game. Oh, yeah, you okay. You went to the Georgia Dome. Yeah, I remember that. He pulled the play. You remember Keyshawn Booty pulled the play? Pulled the play, didn't Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I am reminded of that now. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that came about then. Okay. Yeah, you late. 
You late on it. I'm no, I'm not late. late on it. I just I'm came out about, about, about an hour ago, Dwayne. Hey, but if it's been surfing down here. Hey, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne, a quick, a quick question here. You're heading to uh, Baton Rouge. Who are you with right now? I'm by myself. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't imagine anybody going with you. No. Hey, 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 where, where's, thought, where's, 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 uh, I mean, where, where is Mrs. Dwayne tonight? Uh, she at work. Where you think she at? She's going to make that money. She gonna make that money. She at work. She don't get off. She don't get off till about four o'clock. You and you and you couldn't. Uh, by the way, I have driven Baton Rouge to New Orleans. New Orleans. It's it's not that long a drive. It's about an hour drive. Nope. Nope. Ain't that long a drive, baby. No. It ain't that long a drive. You could have waited for it the. That- you could have waited for Mrs. Dwayne and, and and show her a big time in the in, in Br. Uh uh-uh. I take I take a place already. I take it to a lot of places already. She don't need to come with me. She don't, need to, she don't need to come come, come with me. I don't need nobody to come with me. I'm by myself, solo. Well, I got news I'm for solo. you, Dwayne. Uh, I want you to go up to uh, Dawn Staley and say, and do and repeat after me, please, Dawn, don't beat us too badly tonight. <laughs> you think so, Paul? Paul, we about to book their butt. We about to kick them. Hey, hey, it's a payback. Last year they beat us. Last year they beat us. They ain't gonna beat us this year. Hey, it's all the night, baby. They get ready to rumble. Yeah. Thanks, Dwayne. Wow. That game is tonight. Uh, what? Eight o'clock uh, on ESPN. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. We'll go down to Baton Rouge and talk to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Not Dwayne. We are coming right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. So did Alabama beat, um, did Alabama beat? And welcome back here. Uh, Jane Lou is up next in Georgia. Good afternoon to you. Hey, Paul, I have a question for you, but I also wanted to let you know, I heard your comment about your Woody Hayes bobblehead. Yes. I wanted to let you know, I was at the Gator Bowl in 1978. Oh, my goodness. When Woody Hayes, yes, when Woody Hayes lost his mind. Yeah, he hit uh, a Clemson player, Charlie Bauman, and that was the end of his career. That we, he, was, he was a goner. My question is, um, now that Jim Harbaugh has left for the pros, will the portal open up for Michigan players? If so, yes. Are uh, the, any yeah, the second taken? the second the coach officially anywhere? is gone, uh, the portal opens for thirty days. So uh, that that's one reason why so many people believe they will move uh, Sharon Moore up internally, hoping to avoid what we have just been watching at Alabama. Do you think that will make a difference? Yeah, yes, I do, because uh, he's very well liked by his players. uh, And even though they'll lose possibly the defensive coordinator to the Chargers, and that could affect some players, uh, the feeling is now, again, nobody expected that many players to leave Alabama either, uh, that they'll be able to retain most of them. And by the way, they're already losing the guts of their team from last year. So um, they're not going to be hurt uh, as badly as Alabama because they don't have that many uh, significant players coming back, a few. 
Right. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Uh, David is up next. Uh, hello, David. Hey, Paul. Hope you're having a great day today. Yes, sir. Um, so you don't think that they'll make a run at Brian Kelly? No, I don't. I, I'll tell you what would be funny, and it would be shocking, if they throwed some big money out toward Urban Meyer. I... <sighs> I can't say I know this for a fact, but I, I know it was in a high percentile that they're not going to go after Urban Meyer, Brian Kelly, Lance Leipold, Nick Saban, or anybody else. They're going to promote from within. But thanks for the call anyway. Uh, Ken is up next in Tennessee. Hello, Ken. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. First Thank time you. caller. Wonderful. Hey, how about a little explanation on how this transfer portal works? I mean, kid puts his name into the transfer portal who makes the next move does he reach out to the school do they reach out to him then who decides the money we hear these quarterbacks are getting millions of dollars does the head coach uh, get in on that no i mean there's a system that uh, every school has what is essentially called a collective that's a a a really nice way of saying that's where the money is um Mm -hmm. and that's how it works where there's an accounting. Uh, so let's say player number one signs with the Ole Miss Collective. Uh, it, it, everyone knows okay. what he is making. I believe the collective at some schools, maybe not all, gets a 10% fee on, on top. And why do they get that? Because they, they, they're the middleman, so to speak. They, they do the taxes. They do everything. Now, the, where the real action, I'm told, is – when they don't go through the collective. I, I can tell you there are a lot of side deals being made, uh, business mm-hmm. people dealing directly with the athletes. And in these cases, uh, they're supposed to let people know, but they probably don't. And then the, and, and then the, the players are then on the hoof for the uh, taxes. Uh, but I, I think are there's so much under the table that n- nobody has any idea yeah. what's going on. Are these guys getting agents to represent? Yeah, there are, there are people that I believe technically technically represent these players. Yes. Hmm. Well, you know the uh, amateur golfer from Alabama just won a pro tournament, and uh, he couldn't take the money because he's an amateur. And now, yesterday or today, he, he's announcing he's going pro. Right. And so he can get the money. Well, these kids are getting the money, and they're still amateur athletes. I mean, how do you explain that? Well, th- th- that's a good question. Uh, but uh, Nick Dunlap uh, entered the en- entered the tournament as an amateur, so he could right. preserve his college uh, eligibility. Now, that doesn't mean had he not gone pro, he he, he, he lost a, he he lost a million and a half dollars. That sounds like an enormous right. amount. By the way, it is an enormous amount of money, but. What he got out of the deal was an exemption to play now for the next two years, which is what everybody is trying to do. He'll make the money back through. He, I, I don't know this, but I'm sure he's already got sponsorships, and he he probably would have done pretty well as an amateur just with NIL deals. But he made the right call. There's no reason to. Uh, but he can, can't remain an amateur and take the money. No, you he cannot. Can't remain uh, an I mean, it, it, it that is very convoluted, but uh, that's just the way it is. Thank you for the call. Connor is up next in Auburn, Alabama. Hello, Connor. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? Well, thank you. Great, great. Uh, my question for you is, who do you think is better positioned right now in-state recruiting-wise, Hugh Freeze or Kalen DeBoer? And then my second question based on that is, which NIL collective is uh, doing better right now, do you think? Uh, on to victory or uh, is it Hey Alabama? 
Well, I think, uh, I mean, listen, uh, DeBoer's doing okay because he just was able to retain one of his top recruits uh, who he lost and then got back again. But I think most, I think there's a tremendous amount of activity going on at Auburn right now. Uh, it's, it, it feels like there's, that, that's where the momentum is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I d- definitely agree with you on that for sure. I mean, the, the problem Alabama has uh, is I, I think – it, it was already a, 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 an exhausted fan base from, from giving money. It's not that yeah. big. I mean, yeah. I know we all think of Alabama as being massive, but uh, there's only so much money in Alabama. And what you have to do is keep your fan base enthusiastic. And Nick Saban mm-hmm. could do that. Uh, I mean, he was bigger than life. DeBoer is not. Uh, I mean, he's a good coach. Yeah. We all know that, but yeah. uh, he doesn't know anybody yet. I think he's done yeah. a good job in, in, a, in a very short period of time getting out, meeting high school coaches, and, and he, being mm-hmm. able to retra- retain the Saraland player was significant. But uh, Hugh Freeze knows that state a lot better than Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but but yeah, I'll also say this is not 1985 where you live and die on your home state. Yeah, you want to win your home state, but look mm-hmm. at where Alabama's yeah, best players have come from in recent years. Hawaii, California, uh, they've come from all over the place. So you, you do need to be competitive, where you, especially in a talent-rich state like Alabama. We'll take a short break. We have a long way to go here. Uh, We're just getting started one hour in. We talked to Pete Tabmel about the big news from Jim Harbaugh that broke overnight. We are coming back with more. Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app.